the whole concept of everything you're doing, do with intent, fail fast to, to prove and validate your hypothesis and do it with as little, um, as little resource expenditure as possible, right? Don't spend a lot of time living in Excel and making models and dreaming. Do anything you can to get out there and verify, validate or invalidate something with real data, real experiences. Because mm. that's where you're going to get your, that's where you're going to get your growth, right? You know, um, you're going to fail a lot of times before you find a way to succeed at something. Um, so don't be afraid of that. Don't run from that. Run towards that and get there as quickly as possible. Because it's only go through only through going through those failures that you're actually going to figure out what you need to do. This is the Job Stories Podcast, how people find work that matters. Well, thanks so much, Brian, for coming on the Job Stories Podcast. We're just going to talk about you today. So um, if you don't mind, just go ahead and introduce yourself and what is your job right now? What do you currently do? Hi, yeah, I'm Brian Darty. I'm the Chief Technical Officer and Chief Operations Officer at Jumpstart Health Investors here in Nashville, which is a private investment firm focusing on early stage venture capital investment in healthcare. Awesome. And I, a lot of this, you and I met last week, so I'm I'm kind of I'm gonna be kind of leading you probably more than I really want to. But can you kind of sure. get me into your story a little bit as far as your CTO now? So you have a tech background, yes? Like what and what does that look like? Yeah. So, I mean, um, it's kind of been a wandering journey, right? So um, I, uh, I, I studied computer science in college and then uh, pursued it further uh, at Vanderbilt University for my master's and doctorate degree, um, focusing there in um, optimization algorithms for distributed real-time embedded systems. Um, while I was there, we also did some work on uh, mobile security for smartphones. Um, uh, through that work with another professor at Vanderbilt and a professor out of Virginia Tech, uh, had a small startup focusing in uh, mobile security work, um, had another small startup focusing in uh, really just software services work, um, and then moved to the corporate environment where I worked at a company called, was then called Correct Care Solutions, now called WellPath, where I headed up um, all of their software development product, uh, quality assurance, and by the time I left, um, you know, all their support, DevOps, offshore operation, uh, some BI reporting and analytics, um, just many assets of IT, pretty much everything but corporate applications and, uh, and infrastructure. Um, since then, you know, I decided I wanted, uh, went through a merger and acquisition while I was there and decided I wanted to see how the, uh, how the other side lived on the finance side. So I teamed up with uh, Vic Gatto and Marcus Whitney here at Jumpstart Health Investors and joined that team um, and spent the last three years really building that out and building out a centralized uh, service for building out and uh, managing um, institutional grade venture funds. So um, it's been cool. Cool. So yeah, you've kind of been in and out of startups the whole time then. Yeah. So you've got a real kind of love for startups, sounds like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Both sides of it, right? You know, um, I I learned a huge amount when I was building my own, right? That's kind of when I, I put together what I thought was best practices for how to build teams, how to build an engineering program. Um, how to build products, um, validated that app, um, you know, large multi-billion dollar corporations. And now I'm kind of on the other side, um, helping, you know, everything from extremely early stage pre-seed companies, which, um, you know, uh, we, which we invest in many of each year, um, all the way through the seed series A, you know, series B stage. Um, so yeah, I got a lot of exposure to startups. You know, I've seen some things that that uh, that can make a company work. I've seen the places where you can really shoot yourself in the foot from a scalability perspective if, yeah. if you're not careful. 
Yeah, awesome. So you're, I, and I remember at Coffee last week, us talking about this, but I'm always so intrigued by folks like yourself that have just are highly, highly technical, like highly intelligent with actual tech and product and development and all that, but also a great uh, people leader and leader of people. And that seems like a pretty tough skill set for a lot of people that come from like a coding background to also be able to lead teams and develop the next leaders. So have you always kind of felt, even maybe going back to even college, this ability to um, relate to people in, in a leadership standpoint, or is it something you've developed over time? Kind of how did that get started for you? Sure. Yeah. I mean, I think I would be the first to say that there is many, many people that are far more, have far more technical depth than I do. Right. You know, I'm, I consider myself a technical generalist and, you know, I can help you troubleshoot a system and point out flaws in architecture as fast as the next guy. Um, but, um, but, you know, there are folks that have spent their careers really, you know, yeah. mastering frameworks, mastering concepts, and really building out that depth and becoming subject matter experts on some really complex technical topics. You know, um, to your question, you know, I, I think that leadership is something that I've always been naturally attracted to. Um, and it's something that I've, I've tried to hone over the course of, you know, my entire life, not just my career, right? Whether that be through athletics, um, you know, student government, um, you know, fraternal organizations, um, just trying to be a mentor to, um, you know, the current students and, you know, um, and lead organizations, right? I mean, so there's, there's lots of opportunities to do that. One of the challenges is, uh, you know, when you're learning something technical, there's all these resources to help you, right? There's online courses, you know, there's Stack Overflow. I mean, there's all these places you can go um, to try to expand your skill set, you know, work on new problems. And one of the great things about, you know, engineering, you know, at a basic level is in many places it's black or white, right? Either something works or it doesn't. It compiles or it doesn't. You pass your performance test or you don't. You pass your unit test or you don't. Um, leadership is is different, right? Like you can't go to Stack Overflow and say, hey, I've got a problem with an employee, you know, who's having, you know, issues with punctuality, right? Mm -hmm. Or, you know, that I can't have an employee that just doesn't really seem to buy into our mission. That's not really something you can just go and ask like a forum and get an answer on. Um, so, um, you know, it requires just a lot of time, you know, in the shop, so to speak, you know, working with that, being empathetic, seeing what works and really looking out for what's best for the team, um, to be successful there. So it, it's a completely different skill set um, that's complementary and it's necessary to get the most out of engineering organizations, but it's not one that's often taught either. So, you know, as yeah. you continue to work as a technical person, you get exposure to more things, you get more responsibility, you know, you dive deeper into an area, you get deeper expertise, you know, from a technical standpoint, um, and exposure to more frameworks and more concepts, um, just by virtue of doing your job, right? right. Um, but that's not always the same for leadership. And there's so many places where individuals are promoted and, you know, moved into leadership positions without any of that training or any of that mentorship. Um, and then are surprised when they struggle, right? But it's, um, it's a completely, you know, separate, you know, but, you know, just as important, if not more so skill set, if you want to build a successful engineering organization. Totally. And so I, I, I was thinking about this too, but I kind of ask you the question before I'm really asking the question, because I'm thinking about like somebody that's 24, 25, that's uh, currently in their role right now. They're an engineer. They're just coding all the time. And maybe they have thoughts of one day wanting to be a CTO. What can sure. they start doing now? To kind of yeah, put them I mean, I on think that the path. first thing is, you know, whether you're in a graduate program or a job, it's really important to find somebody that you can learn from, mm -hmm. right? 
Um, and the good people that are willing to teach you are always looking for the person that's hungry and, and, and coachable and ready to learn, right? So align yourself with somebody that knows more than you, right? I mean, that goes for any stage of your life. You always want to be the dumbest person in the room, mm -hmm. right? Because that's when you're going to grow the most, right? You've always heard that one. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that's the first thing. And then really make your intent clear, right? Like as a, as a manager, if I've gotten a point that says, look, this is really what I want to do and what I want to figure out, then that helps me, right? I, there's no reason to try to, you know, have to guess and be clairvoyant about that. Um, and then the good managers will take understand that need and find a ways and find ways to cater the work that needs to be done to that goal and to grow that skill set, right? Mm. Um, so really, it's about finding somebody that will partner with you in your growth objective. Um, and, you know, have them hold you accountable for growing towards it. And you also hold them accountable for giving the opportunities to grow towards it, right? Um, it's not just going to happen, you know, by, by someone guessing what you want, or, you know, identifying it, you know, kind of on the fly that, oh, this person was like, they could be a good CTO one day, right? Take control of your future and, yeah. and say, hey, this is what I want to do. Um, and the good ones will help you get there. Yeah, that was, it's funny you kind of touched on it because that's what was in the back of my mind too because I can totally wrap my mind around about if I am that person that wants to be a CTO one day of, of you know, being proactive. But I'm also wondering too, like, because y'all deal with a lot of startups. I mean, do you try to make sure you're helping project managers and other uh, leaders in that organization make sure maybe they try to identify people that and, and develop them in that way? Um, do you see that as much or yeah, maybe it's more on that actual person. Like, Hey, be proactive with your career. But it's, I'm also thinking about maybe there needs to be more people in some organizations that are um, taking folks like that under their wing. I was wondering if that's something that you deal with as well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're hitting on a lot of different, a lot of different concepts, right? So like one of the best things for a startup um, and the ones that are successful, you know, especially if it's first time founders, it's knowing when to step aside, mm -hmm. right? Like, I mean, uh, and that doesn't necessarily mean leave the organization. It's just that, you know, you can be the strongest technical person there um, and you can, you know, find your product market fit, get a product to market, actually start building some revenue. But the skill set, you know, um, that comes from actually growing and scaling a product um, is different, right? If you never really had exposure to that, um, then it's important to, you know, bring somebody in that does understand that and then learn from them, mm -hmm. right? So it's all about pairing yourself up with, you know, and putting yourself in situations where there's someone to learn from that has done something that you haven't done before, right? Mm -hmm. um, and expanding your uh, expanding your skill set skill set that way, right? Um, in large organizations, it's especially on the engineering side, man, it's, it, and it's, it's like this more so than any other area in the organization that I've seen, you know, there isn't always a lot of direct and intentional thought put into growing leaders, mm. right? Mm. Um, finance side, totally. Sales side, totally. Ops side, absolutely, right? Mm. But in IT, it's just, you know, we'll find a way to make this work. And, the, and people generally move up into managed positions on, on account of their technical prowess, right? Mm. Um, so really looking for an organization and when you're working with one, really asking like, what is the professional growth process here, right? Mm. You know, what are the options for, for career trajectory, right? You know, how do I move that way? What, what's the plan for identifying those? Like things like that, they'll just let you go into an organization, identify, okay, one, they care about growing, you know, the, the people they have in house. Two, they're actually putting some thought in how to do that. And three, finding some examples of well, they're executed and not just be single tracked where it's like, 
yep, if you come as a junior dev, you're going to be a dev, you know, a mid dev in two years and a dev three in five to seven years. And then you can be that or be a software architect someday, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, like that's yeah. very linear and very yeah. simple. Um, but you should have opportunities to grow towards management and leadership, to grow towards product, to grow towards subject matter expertise. If you want to be a consultant someday. Like, you should be able to have those pathways available to you. Yeah. I mean, you can hear the passion in your voice about this, just developmental, this leadership development kind of, where does that come from? I mean, did you have a mentor that's kind of helped you along the way? Like, where does this, where does this all come from for you? You think? Yeah, that's a really interesting question. Right. I mean, like, yeah, I've had my share of mentors, you know, going through, going through life. Right. Like, you know, I had a, a brilliant professor in, a, in college in computer science, you know, it was Dr. Joe Oldham out of center college. Um, you know, Dr. Doug Schmidt out of Vanderbilt was, was an amazing, you know, mentor and, you know, did everything to set you up for success and, you know, put you in the right position, but, you know, you had to walk through the door, so to speak. Um, you know, Bob Martin at, at Wellpath was, was very big on finding ways to, uh, you know, to build the team and to inspire folks and, you know, figure out how to make, you know, make do with, with, with whatever you have to have the best, you know, result. Right. Um, so, there's there's always been people that have that have you know have been servant leaders and have kind of showed like when you really like invest in people and trust them and do right by them then good things happen so i've always believed in that right um you know i've seen that in um in, in you know going back to sports right just so many times where if if you do everything you can to make the people around you successful mm. um that generally comes back tenfold Right. Um, and there's nothing more fun than being on a team that's successful and, and finds a way to win. Right. Um, yeah. And the only way to do that is to be working for each other. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm also curious, too, because um, you're touching on so much of what I think the audience that we do have that they do like as far as like there are candidates that hear this for sure. But also there's entrepreneurial folks, folks in some leadership spots like yourself, too. Um, and you work with startups. What would you say? I, I'm all, I'm always curious for startups like navigating things that aren't going so well. I'm always talking about managing the highs and the lows. How have you done yeah. that in your career? And maybe how do you pass that along to folks that are in y'all's portfolio? Yeah. I mean, there's this saying in football, next play, right? Mm -hmm. Like yeah. regardless what happened, you know, the previous play, whether it was something really good or really bad, it's like, all right, next play, pretend it didn't happen and just go and, and play your game. Right. So, I mean, there's a level of that to not let yourself kind of get, caught in the quicksand and dragged down hmm. my other thing is just like i'm always very big on not being afraid to pivot but you know not pivoting out of panic hmm. right like always kind of letting it be data driven and you know let that guide your decisions and then also just yeah, i'm a huge proponent of uh of of lean development methodologies right so i don't know if you guys have read eric rise the lean startup right hmm. the whole concept of everything you're doing do with intent fail fast to, to prove and validate your hypothesis and do it with as little um, as little resource expenditure as possible, right? Don't spend a lot of time living in Excel and making models and dreaming. Do anything you can to go out there and verify, validate or invalidate something with real data, real experiences, because mm -hmm. that's where you're going to get your, that's where you're going to get your growth, right? You know, um, you're going to fail a lot of times before you find a way to succeed at something. Um, so don't be afraid of that. Don't run from that, run towards that and get there as quickly as possible. Cause it's only go through only through going through those failures that you're actually going to figure out what you need to do. Ah, oh, that's really good. I, maybe I asked that question for myself. Cause that, that was, that answer maybe was for me. Cause yeah, I mean, it, I think it is easy. Like when you're running a business to like, 
Well, we looked at the numbers this last week or this last month, and you're like, oh, maybe we need to do something different. But that sometimes is emotional. Like sometimes maybe we need to lean more in the data. I like the way you put that. That I think that one was for me. <laughs> I may be a little more knee-jerk than what I wish. And then that analogy of failing too, um, going back to football and sports in general. Like I learned that definitely growing up in sports as well. It's like it's pretty hard. Like there's days you got to definitely like you still got to work out on days you don't feel like it and you're hurting. And right. Just, and it may not go so well. So learning how to fail is key too. We heard a, a CEO of a company that talks to candidates about that. Like, tell me how you failed. Um, so is that a concept too that you kind of would, a sentiment that you would agree with? Like, let's talk about some ways that it hadn't worked out for you and how you've learned from it. That is my favorite interview question, cool. right? Like, like my, like everybody's got like one or two interview questions. That's just like, they must ask. Mine is always, tell me about a time you completely screwed up, mm. like professionally or personally, right? Just you completely dropped the ball, screwed the pooch, whatever, right? Um, mm. and it, it tells you so many things about a person and about a candidate, right? You know, you can tell very quickly, all right, is this person deflecting, um, you know, the cause of this the responsibility for, it, or are they owning their failure, right? Mm. Are they taking responsibility for it? Cause you want people that'll own it and be accountable. Has this, has this person been in a position to actually do something, um, that could be really, you know, you know, problematic, right? Mm. Um, you know, the only way you can actually destroy a database is if you, if somebody gave you access to the database, mm, right? Yeah. So, um, you know, anybody that's brought down a production system, generally somebody has trusted them at least at some standpoint you know, with a, uh, with a production system, right? So, yeah. um, they know they've been given that responsibility and three, you know, have they learned from it? Right. Like, you know, cause the good ones say like, Oh, I did this, yada, yada, yada. And then I was like, all right, we're doing X, Y, and Z again. And now I've put this into my processes to prevent that from happening. So like, that's what you want to see, right? People that own it, you know, are aware of it, had, had, it was trust of the responsibility to do it and then learn from the, uh, learn from the mistake. Right. Cause we're all going to screw up. Right. You know, I screw up constantly. Right. Yeah. You know, ask anybody at work or ask anybody at home. Right. Mm. Um, the, the key is, you know, realizing it and trying to put steps in place to prevent in the future and learning from it. That's so good. Like I, my, my, like I would get so much joy from somebody that's fairly new in their job and on, in their early twenties, maybe. And that has actually going through something where they at their job have screwed up and to hear that. Cause like looking back, I, I share that same sentiment. Like I can look back on things. I was like, yeah, that was, that was bad, but I was human and looking back on hindsight, it's a little easier process. But when you're in the thick of it, when you've just made yep. that mess up, it's like, ah. So it'd be, I would love for someone that's in the middle of to hear that right there. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Um, also, real quick, I want to talk a little bit about Nashville. Like, kind of what's what's the community like been for you from a startup standpoint here? I mean, I you just feel so much camaraderie, I think, or at least I have. Um, in the startup world here. Do you mind to touch on Nashville just real quick? Yeah, sure. I mean, you got a lot of good things happening, right? I mean, the Nashville Software School has done some amazing things mm. to bring, you know, um, to build some of our own engineering talent, uh, which is fantastic. You know, yeah. its growth and success that's happened over there is amazing. The National Technology Council does a great job of trying to collaborate um, with industry, um, you know, across the uh, across the uh, Middle Tennessee, right? Mm. And connecting them with, you know, startups alike, right? Um, the Entrepreneur Center continues to do some great things, and there's some really exciting stuff happening. Um, you know, I, I believe with the with the Wondery over at Vanderbilt uh, coming down the pipe. So, you know, it's really cool to see. You know, ten years ago or twelve years ago, you know, a lot of this stuff wasn't around um, or wasn't you know really working to the extent that it is now. But 
Um, you know, things are continuing to improve and Nashville is really focusing on becoming an innovative, uh, an innovative town, right? Um, and it's really exciting to see, you know, things starting to move in that direction. Yeah, that's so awesome. I, I just always just Nashville, I'm always trying to give little shout outs here and there. So yeah, that's great. Um, okay, well, that's actually, I think we're kind of running up on time, Brian, but thank you so much for your time. Lastly, if folks that listen to this want to connect with you, what's the best way for them to do that? Yeah, just leave me up on LinkedIn. You know, always happy to talk to anybody. If you have any about stuff, I mentor a lot of developers, you know, a lot of people at various points in the career. And if you have any questions or there's anything I can do to connect you with somebody, please don't, you know, hesitate to, to reach out and, uh, and we'll talk. Perfect. Uh, we'll make sure and uh, link your LinkedIn too in the description for the podcast and all that. But thank you so much for your time. This has been so great. Appreciate yeah, thanks, you. Thanks, man. Great talking to you as always. And uh, thanks for having me. Appreciate you. You have a great day. We'll talk soon. Yeah. See you, Brian. See ya. Later.